if you've got your Bibles, if you would go to Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, and we'll, we'll lift everyone up in prayer here in just a moment when we get ready to pray to go into the message. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, and when you're ready, if you would stand to your feet for the honoring of God's word this morning, I would appreciate that. Just one verse of scripture this morning. Romans 12.2. Many of you may have this one memorized. This is what it says. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, the many requests of prayer needs are many. God, we pray that you would just touch Sister Barb, Sister Linda, Sister Gwen, Brother Gene, and all others who need a touch from you today, God, who are hurting and in need of physical healing, God. Lord, I pray as we move into your word, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts and minds, that you would grow us in our faith, God, that we would learn and grow to be more like you. And God, I pray that you would do a transforming work in us today. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to talk to you about the idea of being transformed this morning. And uh, the reality of, of all of this is the key word in transformed is the word formed. And what I have come to learn is that in life, there are always things forming us. There are so many different things shaping us, the way we think, the way we act, the way we do things in life. There is always something happening that is forming the, our ideas and how we live our life. Uh, the way you were raised, the way your parents raised you, formed you in a way that led you to do some of the things you do now. Has anybody ever seen those insurance commercials um, where it says we can protect your house, but we can't protect you from becoming your parents? Has anybody ever seen those? I love those commercials so much, but the sad reality of it, or really in some ways the funny reality of it, is they are true in some ways. Every day I find myself catching myself being like, oh my goodness, I am my own father. I can't believe I just made that corny, cheesy joke. And I just, these little things, I'm like, oh, man, I, I picked that trait up from my mom or from my dad. Or even traits from other family members, like my grandparents as well. There are things that I have picked up from them. But the truth is, is there are things around us every day that are always forming our mind and our, and our actions and giving formation to us and leading us to live and act and breathe and work in certain ways. Uh, the, the news you watch, the, the social media pages you follow and interact with, the, the, the social circles you spend your time in, uh, what you read, what you listen to on the radio, all of those things fold and shape your mind and the way you think. It creates a lens through which we, we view the world, we view life, we view faith, and it shapes our behavior and how we live. Has anybody ever found that to be true in your life, that there are things in your life that, like, I, I understand why I think this way? 
And so, uh, so there, it's indoctrination is what it really is, but we use indoctrination as a bad term, and the reality is, is there is good indoctrination. Doctrine, doctrine is just teaching. So you can have good teaching instilled in you as well as bad. But I, I want us to break down this scripture today because whether you realize it or not, you are constantly being formed by something or someone in your life, whether, whether you really know it or not. But the real question I want us to answer today is, are you being conformed or are you being transformed? There's two categories here that we've read in, in Romans 12 too. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And what I found out while studying this is there's a major difference between being conformed and transformed. Being conformed to something is a natural thing, while being transformed is a supernatural thing. See, it's being conformed to the world is natural in the sense that we just fall into whatever the world is. It's whatever feels natural. Whatever happens naturally is what we go into and what we live by. And it just seems to be the natural order of things. And we just fall in line with it and go with it because it's just what is happening in the world. And that's what makes it natural. Uh, a lot of times you hear things like, just do whatever makes you happy. Just do whatever feels right. Do whatever comes naturally to you. And it has led us to a place in this season that this world is in of great confusion, a lot of lost people, a lot of hurting people, a lot of confused people, and a lot of chaos in the world full of people who are allowing themselves to just be conformed to what's going on that, well, that's just the direction the world is moving in, so I might as well move with it. But the reality of it is, is just because it's naturally happening doesn't mean it's naturally right either. And so we follow into one of these two categories, and we go down this path that oftentimes leads us into the wrong things. Now, supernatural, to define that for you this morning, supernatural is something that is above and beyond the natural. And see, if you're being transformed, you are being molded and shaped by something that is not natural, that is not of this world, but it is of the supernatural, and it is something above and beyond and better than what is in this world. I want to clear the air of something this morning, though, is because you know we get in this mentality of being transformed in the supernatural. We talk about how God is so much greater, and the Christian life is greater. And Christians have oftentimes been accused of having the mentality of, well, I'm better than you. And, and we get accused of saying, well, you're better than me, and you just think you're better than me, and these Christians just think they're better than everyone else. And I want to clear the air of it. In some ways, there is some betterment. And what I mean by that, it has nothing to do with your value. You're, you're not extra special. You're, we're not we're not more valuable than non-believers. Our life is not more valuable. We're not deserving of special treatment because of it. We're not better in the sense of those ways, but we are better off than the people of the world. You see, when you fall in line with being transformed, when you are influenced by the supernatural rather than the natural, what happens is as things in your life change and they get lined up with supernatural truth. And the reality is, is you're not just you're not better than somebody in the sense that you are more special than or more valuable than, but you are better off 
because there are fruit that will come from being attached to the supernatural God and falling in line with his word and his truth that come from that that lead us to a better off life. When you fall in line with the truth of God's word and you follow the principles of God's word, your marriage will be better off. Your job will be better off. Your family will be better off. The difference is the attitude that you carry when you are better off. It's not an attitude of better. It's just the reality of when we follow God's truth and we live a transformed life, we are better off as people. It is so important for us to follow into this. And being transformed is, is, is such a powerful thing that happens in our life, and it's such a necessary thing that happens in our life. Because transformation is leaving behind a mindset, way of life, and attitude that matches what the world calls normal or natural to step into a new life that is a better and life that is beyond what the world's way offers. I find it very interesting that if we are a conformed person, that the world has a a certain level of things that it offers, and every single one of those things is a counterfeit to what God offers. I, I will use this one as an example because I think it's one we can all uh, really understand. Uh, if you look in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And what he's saying there is he's drawing a comparison between the use of alcohol and the power of God's Holy Spirit. The alcoholism and drunkenness is the world's version of what God can provide. Generally speaking, when somebody's drunk with wine and with alcohol, there is joy and laughter and peace, at least in their own mind there is. There's some people that aren't so joyful and nice when they fall under that influence. But there is an influence of the supernatural called the Holy Spirit that brings an everlasting peace, an everlasting joy, an everlasting hope. Whereas the alcohol will wear off, you'll sober up, and you'll be right back into the same miserable stuff you'll, you were living in before. The world offers counterfeits to what God offers as permanence. And what God offers is so much more powerful, so much more great when you fall in line with the transformed life. But the reality of it is, is there is a devil that wanders around seeking whom he might devour, and he is providing all of these other counterfeits that give you this short little buzz, this short little relief, this short little solution. But the reality of it is, is it does not lead to anything that is transforming and lasting in your life that leads to truth and righteousness and spiritual fruit. Being conformed, you will fall into all the counterfeit things the world offers. But when you live a transformed life, you fall into what God has for you, and it's goodness, truth, and righteousness in your life. The counterfeits are only band-aids and temporary solutions where God offers us the real deal. Transformation, also, we need to understand this morning that transformation is the goal. Like, that is the goal of the Christian life, is to be transformed into the image of God. You see, when you got saved, that wasn't the finish line, that was the starting line. When you get saved, you start into a new life that now you have to live. You are born again. And when you are born, you start as an infant, and you are supposed to grow and learn and learn to walk, learn to talk, learn to do all kinds of things. And you grow and mature in your life as 
a believer in the same way we view the life of a fleshly human. That there is supposed to be growth. There is supposed to be development. God never intended for you to stay in the mess you're in. He wants us to be transformed and move beyond it. He wants us to grow from where we are. You see, God loves us enough to accept us where he finds us. He met the woman at the well where she was. He meets the leper where they are. He meets the sinner, the adulterer. He got down and kneeled down next to the woman caught in adultery. But every single one of those people did not get to stay in their mess because Jesus loves them too much to leave them there. He says, yes, you've messed up. You've sinned against God. You've, you've been sick, you've, but now you're healed. You've been sinful. Now you're forgiven. And he says, go and sin no more. Go and live a new life. Grow in your faith. Don't go back to the way you used to be. He loves us in our mess, but he also loves us enough not to leave us there. We are supposed to progress. We are supposed to grow. We are supposed to learn and and find new spiritual knowledge daily and to grow in this faith, not to just stay in our mess and to stay depressed and to stay anxious and to stay confused and to stay chaotic and stay in chaos, we are to grow and move beyond it. Do you have Bible for that? I wouldn't have told you if I didn't. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 says this, But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled faces, this is the part I want you to hear today, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In other words, it's like one translation actually says, we are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, the image he wants us to become, the, the way he views us and, the, and how we are supposed to look. And, and it says that we are being transformed into that image. We are living a life that leads us to be more and more like this glorious image of God that we see in the, image, in, in the mirror, in the, in the reflection. And it says we go on this journey from glory to glory. In other words, it's a progressive growth of one moment to the next. There is growth after growth after growth as we become more and more like Christ every day. We are supposed to be transformed. We are not supposed to just have this unveiled face where we now can see God and we know who he is and we understand that he is God and we are saved and we just sit in a chair and just we come to church on Sunday and that's all we ever do. There is a journey that we have now entered into upon salvation that we are being transformed and we are being molded into the image of Christ. We are supposed to be transformed. It is the goal. Now, there is a key to all of this transformation. There is a a path that we are to take to be transformed, just like we see that being conformed is being conformed to the world. And how you are conformed is you just fall in line with whatever the world has to offer. You just follow whatever is natural, whatever is fleshly, whatever direction the world is going in is what you fall into and what you go with. But to be transformed, even 2 Corinthians 3.16 said that it comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. There is supernatural things that have to happen in your life. The one that uh, Romans 12.2 tells us is that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. 
The way we think has to change. Has anybody ever heard it said, as a man thinketh, so he is? There's a lot of truth to that. As we think, as our mind operates, as we, as we work, and like I mentioned earlier, as we are being formed, all of those things dictate how we live our life. But the problem is, is we had such a worldly way of thinking before we found Christ. Now we have to have a new way of thinking and a new way of living now that we have Christ. Paul said, let this mind that was in Christ so also be in you. In other words, your mind cannot be the fleshly mind that Brandon used to have. It now has to be the spiritual, supernatural mind that is in Christ. Amen? And so I want us to break down this idea of being having a renewed mind because a renewed mind is the key to transformation in your life. There are two definitions that come with renew. The first one is to restore something that has been broken. The second definition is to give an extension to something, like a contract. You renew a contract. We'll get to the second definition, second. But I want us to understand something here, is that when we were of the flesh, our mind was of the flesh, and the mind of the world has become so broken and corrupted and confused that it's broken and no good anymore. And before we can have transformation, we have to think differently than we used to. Our mind has to be focused on the spiritual, supernatural ways of God. We, we cannot live a life that is clinging to the world and clinging to God at the same time. You, you have to have a singular mind because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded meaning you have two ways of thinking. You cannot hang on to your old life and the new life at the same time. It is a total dedication to fixing the brokenness that is in your mind. And yes, there is some mental health things involved in that, but the reality of it is, is there are holy ways of thinking. There are ways of thinking that belong to Christ. There, are, there is a mind of Christ to be obtained where we look at the world different, where we look at faith different, where we look at our life different, and we have a different way of living because of it. The world's mind has gotten so twisted and messed up that it's actually funny to me to look at the world and to look at the way we learn things and, and see things and the way the world forms our mind because so many times their own statements that they claim to be true contradict other statements. For example, if you go on Google right now, you can Google the question, why is coffee good for me? And you will find article after article about all the health benefits that coffee brings. But you can turn right around and say, why is coffee bad for me? And you will find article after article of why you should not drink coffee. That is the world's information, the way the world functions, is that whatever you want to be true, you can find enough to back it up for it to be true for you. In the, in the LGBTQ community, I love them. I want them all to be saved. But one question I, I, I ask when these, this, these conversations come up is I'm like, there, there's a contradiction in what you believe. And so they claim to all be of one mind, of one accord in their belief for this liberty, but a, a, a homosexual person believes that they are born the way that they are, they are and there's nothing they can do about it. 
but somebody who is a transgendered mentality who has that struggle and that sinful mentality in their life looks at their life and says, I, I'm not born as who I'm supposed to be and I need to change it. Which one is it? Either we are born the way we are born, and that's the way we are, or we are not born right, and we need to fix it. They both cannot be true. But the way the world thinks about things leads to nothing but chaos and confusion. They, they, like, they divide themselves in their own way of thoughts, and that's what has led us to a point in this world where we say, well, that's your truth, this is my truth. But how can everybody be right? Not everybody can be right. But you see, when we read Scripture, we see where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, the Bible leaves out for us a straight line of truth. That there is no variation, there is no dictation from that Jesus Christ is... I know there's some other denominational, little, minuscule, non-salvation-related things that have to do with just church tradition and such uh, that, that really is not super relevant. But there is one truth, there is one way, there is one life. His name is Jesus, and His way is the way. And when we start to veer off from that, even within the church, this conformed mentality has crept in and it's, and it's divided us within the body of Christ and said, well, you believe that, but I believe this. And there's been a disunity that has happened because we've allowed this conformed mentality of your truth and my truth to enter in. And, and I, we need to not allow that in and we need to be of one mind and one accord and walk together in a transformed life by a renewed mind. And so what it takes is for us to take in the truth of God's Word and not allow outside influences to influence what God said is true. And that we live by His truth and we die by His truth. And that's all there is because that is the only truth there is. My opinion does not matter. If God has said something about an issue, that's all there is to be said about it. And the problem is, is we have a conformed mentality that fights with us in this renewal of the mind that keeps us from living a transformed life because we have this mentality of, well, I, I really like this part about my life and I don't want to give that up. I like this way of thinking that I had, and I really like this idea that I was living by, and I'm just trying to do everything I can to hang on to that. When we enter into a transformed life, the old way of thinking, the old way of living has to die. Paul said, I die daily. In other words, I find something new every day that I have to die to, I have to rebuke from my life, I have to remove from my life so that I can live a transformed life leading to Christ. We don't get to ha add our own ideas to what God said is true. We live by His truth and His truth alone, and that's the only way our mind can be healed from the brokenness and it can be a whole mind at peace. The mind has to be restored in order for us to have a renewed mind, to have a transformed life. Secondly, the second definition that we talked about 
is renewal is to give an extension to something, much like you would renew a contract or uh, renew a driver's license. You see, you got to understand something about the renewal of the mind is it is an ongoing process that requires daily extension to your commitment to have a renewed mind. It's not like you get saved and your mind is 100% renewed. There are, there are major things in your life that may be renewed right then and there in that moment, but there are other things that you don't even realize are there that still need to be renewed. It is an ongoing process of renewal. It's something that we commit to and live by daily. Uh, Jesus says in uh, John chapter 8, uh, verse 31 through 32, he says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Abiding is this constant state of dwelling and living in something. And he's telling them, you have to live and dwell in my word because my word is truth. And when you dwell on my truth and my word, you will know truth and the truth will set you free. In other words, you have to have an ongoing relationship with God's word in order for you to know truth. You see, I, I find myself learning something every day. I find myself hearing from God on a daily basis and him showing me something new that I need to change in my life or a new revelation of his goodness, of his mercy. But there is always something new that I feel like when I, when I look back over the years of my life, even the past 10 years, there are th- ways of thinking that I had 10 years ago that I don't have today. There are ways of thinking I had a year ago that I don't have today because I've come to a revelation of God's truth. Not that I've veered off and gone on some crazy, progressive, whatever, nonsense stuff, but I'm saying there are things that God has revealed to me that have said, hey, you were trying to make this happen via this route, but the reality of it is that's not how I want you to do things anymore, so change it. And there are, there's so many different things that God will show you on a daily basis, and I have find myself every every day day by day, finding new truth, finding new revelation of God's word for my life to apply it to my life. And these aha moments of, oh, so that's what God meant. But that does not happen. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back saying, I do a great job of abiding in God's word. It takes discipline. It's hard. There are days when I do not feel like reading the Bible. I'd rather just turn on the TV and be a vegetable and sit and do nothing because that's easier. There are books of the Bible that are really hard to get through. Even after you've read them a hundred times, there are things you will read in Leviticus. It's really fun to read the begots and and the so-and-so begot so-and-so and and -and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And so that's real fun to read. But we read it because in there we find revelation of God. And it's hard sometimes. But following Christ has never been easy. And through this renewed mind, we find transformation of our life. A new way of thinking, a new way of understanding God according to his truth. And when I say a new way, I'm saying we find the right way. It's new to us. This way has not changed. It's not like we find a new way to get to God every day. It's just that the, the one true way gets revealed to us more than it used to be revealed to us. 
Because before in our conformed way of thinking where we were attached to the world and we thought like the world thought and, and this journey, we, we, it's like the, the truth just becomes more and more uncovered. The psalmist said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it's like the more we walk, the more we get to see. The more word we have, it's like the light just gets brighter. And we can see more. And we get more revealed to us as we go. And it's not that the truth has changed. It's just that our ability to understand it and our understanding overall just grows and changes as we progress. And we become transformed into who Christ is. The last part of this scripture I want to talk about, and I'm going to close with this, is that at the end of Romans 12, 2, he says, by the you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Uh, we need to understand that this is an important part of the renewal of the mind in a transformed life because it is the ability to discern that helps us to stay in the transformed life. The ability to discern is the ability to just tell the difference from what is true and what is a lie. It's what allows us to understand this is a transformed, supernatural way of thinking, and this over here is a conformed, worldly way of thinking. It's what allows us to decide this is of God and this is not. It's what allows us to stay on the transformed side of things. Because if you cannot discern what is true and what is not, it is easy for us to fall into whatever is popular, whatever is out there, the, the new trend in whatever celebrity preacher is preaching. And, and not, I'm not saying they're all bad and they're all whatever, but there are some wolves in sheep's clothing out there that are teaching things with what good intentions that lead us to a conformed way of thinking. And it leads us away from the truth. And it... It brings us to a place where we can even undo the transforming work that has been going on in our life. I've known plenty of people who have been on the, the life, of the path of transformation following Christ and fell into the conformed way of thinking and walked away from it all because they did not take the time to consistently and committedly renew their mind and stay renewed in their way of thinking and follow the truth of God's word. Secondly, it's almost like a bonus point for you today of the discerning. So when we have a transformed life, there is a calling and a purpose that each and every one of us has. And when we talk about calling and purpose, we always think of like the missionary that goes to Africa and preaches to thousands. We think of the, just the pastoral positions. We think of the worship leaders. We think of the, the, the big stage, the, the big show type ministries, the, the, the ones that really are up there in, in our view. But you see, your purpose may be just to shake hands with somebody at the door. Your, your purpose may be just to share the gospel with the people at work. Your purpose may be just to show some love and, and give some assistance to somebody who needs it. And, you know, those purposes are just as important and just as powerful as somebody who's called to preach. 
But the problem is, is we cannot figure out our purpose unless we have a mind that can discern and know the will of God. When you have a transformed life, God has a plan and a purpose for your transformed life. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, but you will only ever find it if you can understand the will of God. And you will not find the will of God unless you have a renewed mind and a transformed life. So if we have this transformed life, we can walk in all that God has for us. We can experience everything that he wants for us in our life. But it starts with a renewed mind, leaving behind the conformed way of thinking, leaving behind all that we used to think, all that we used to believe, all that we clung so hard to, the ideas. And, and, and like we, we let so much intrude on what God's truth is, and I'm not going to dive into all of that today. But today I want to challenge you to examine yourself and see, am I really transformed? Am I being transformed? Listen, you, uh, you will never fully be transformed until we get to heaven. But there is this journey of betterment every day. Like we are striving to be like Christ every day. And every day you should find yourself being more like him. Not that we don't slip and fall. Not that, we, not that there's not days where we feel like we're taking 10 steps forward and 11 steps back. It's like there, there are those days. But the reality is, is where your heart is in all this journey. And are you trying to be transformed? Are you renewing your mind? Are you leaving away your old, leaving behind your old way of thinking to be more like Christ? That's our challenge for today. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me?